0: Hello, I'm Lauren, and I've recently finished my master's degree in music psychology. Hi, I'm Kelly, and I have half a law degree, which is completely irrelevant. (laughs) But something we do have in common is that we both have big feelings and a curiosity to understand how music plays a part in that. And we wanted to make a podcast together because we're hilarious. So we cleverly came up with a way to combine all of these things, well, except half a law degree, in our podcast called Audiotopsy, in which we dissect the complex relationship between music and emotion. Each week we'll be
1: talking about some of the musical and psychological theory behind how certain songs just seem to get us right in the
0: feels. It is a music psychology podcast but you don't have to be a musician or a psychologist to listen to and understand it because what we're going to be talking about really does have universal appeal and that is music and its mysterious relationship with our emotions. Hi, welcome to episode four. Episode four. We're back with another episode of Audiotopsy. We are. Where we're dissecting some songs today that give us the chills.
1: The chills,
0: the goosebumps. Yeah, absolutely. I've said numerous times before that it is something that happens to me quite a lot. And once again, during my research, I've learned that that has some pretty interesting implications for my personality but also today my actual brain. Oh okay. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> I've got a special brain. Oh look we're calling each other out again. <laughs> oh yeah. Welcome. Being called out by psychological theory every week. Winning. Yeah this is what we like. So shall we start with a bit of a weekly reflection? Our roundup of the week. What yeah. emotions have you
1: experienced on the spectrum of emotions?
0: Well this week I've ranged from swaggy Oh, swaggy. <laughs> I don't know where that is on the scale, but we'll get, we'll get purple, fine. It's a positive one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because on Monday, I listened to one of our episodes back just to give it a little check, mm. you know, a little zhuzh. Yeah. And I just thought it was really good. I know. <laughs> yeah. And it made me feel really swaggy. I know. I've list- I listened to
1: episode three twice back to back and I just smiled throughout. I enjoyed it so much. And I don't know if there's some kind of weird, conceited, like reason for enjoying it but i do i enjoy this and i even though i've heard you say it before i'm like i'm still like oh wow yeah that's really interesting (laughs) lauren is so clever
0: yeah no it's just it's just it did make me just feel like really proud of what we've done yeah which is really exciting um so yeah i was walking around like billy big balls (laughs) charlie big potatoes yeah Yeah. (laughs) just really feeling swaggy Uh, um and then the rest of the week, I, I've pretty much had solid disgust. <laughs>
1: so, just, yeah. so much
0: disgust. Solid and perpetual disgust. Um, just a, a, a situation that's kind of been going on that's now resolved. It's resolved mm. now. But yeah, I've been feeling pretty angry and oh. disgusted. Disgusted. Yeah, and, and a bit stressed as a result of that. That's not good. But you know, we move. We, we move. We move is such a great saying. Yeah. What about you? How's your week been?
1: Well, so last weekend I was really enjoying listening to our podcast. I listened to it as I say back to back. I was like, just really enjoyed it. And then the week felt like it's probably been the worst week I've had in a while. Oh no! Just, just personal stuff that mm-hmm. I have no control over that is detrimental to my mental health. Yes. <laughs> and it's just a constant suffering just like constant I don't know like I don't know where suffering sits in the scale of just just sadness I'm just suffering constantly suffering (laughs) fucking miserable that's about it but yeah we move yeah <laughs> we move to Friday night so we have two glasses of Prosecco and we do this and go oh god that was good wasn't yeah.
0: it <laughs> and we, we go to therapy mm. we go to free therapy, free therapy. <laughs> in the barn and we record it for some reason is <laughs> gonna get played back in court like and what were you thinking at the time hang on
1: I've got this it was disgust <laughs> yeah
0: uh yeah so it's been a bit
1: of a wild one and we've obviously messaged throughout it's been yeah. a, a wild week
0: it has, but it's the weekend now, and we're doing this. It's so. Friday night. Da, 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 da. I thought you were genuinely about to sing "Friday" by Rebecca Black. Then, <laughs> oh my god!
1: <laughs> I don't know. The, it's Friday, Friday. That's the one. Gotta get, get down, down on, on Friday. <laughs>
0: Friday. That's the one. And she's like, "I'm waking up ben and eating my cereal and all that kind of stuff." It's, it's
1: like, so catchy, though. I can't um, be mad. Yeah, I. You can be mad. I can be <laughs> mad about it. my basic bitch jazz is like yeah (laughs) i love that shit
0: (laughs) yes so that's our week we hope you had a nice week um and it wasn't too full of disgust (laughs) Um, but you know sometimes it's good to feel disgust so gotta have the range yeah so today we are going to be talking about the chills yeah i'm excited for this one yeah we've talked about this a few times yeah and some of the songs that we've listened to already have given me the chills yeah um, because it's something that I get quite a lot. So, shall we make a start with it then? Let's do it.
1: <laughs> so, Lauren, what is the
0: chills? How do you define that physiological reaction? What is it? I want to start by saying that there is quite a bit of research in this area. Yeah, so there exactly. are quite a few good definitions. Okay. And actually, research in this area has sort of doubled oh. quite recently
1: it's okay. an area
0: that a lot of music psychologists are now really interested in why do you think that's happened um well i think that the chills because they are a physiological thing yeah that happens you can prove it exactly yeah, yeah. and you know there's always that area of social science sciences that wants to use the experimental method of course. of testing things mm-hmm. because it's Seen as more sort of valid mm-hmm. in some circles because you can replicate the results and and some people think that that gives it more validity okay and the chills are good for this because they're kind of a good measure of our emotional response to music because they're more reliable some say mm-hmm. that than self report because a lot of um, research in this area is based on self report so that means asking people of how yeah. they feel about things and you know that's not that's really subjective mm-hmm. and also kind of changes. It's very reliant on memory. So it's not always considered that reliable. Um, but also the chills as a physiological response is more specific mm-hmm. to music than other physiological indicators like heart rate, blood pressure, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. It's a more immediate response too, isn't it? Like yeah. It's, yeah.
0: So it it's good in that respo- respect because it gives us like hard data mm-hmm. and evidence about music and emotion, which sometimes is hard to come by. Yeah, of course. So... A lot of people have attempted to define it. And there are some really good definitions out there, but we're still not exactly sure what causes um, chills, of course. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because it's just so individualized. Yeah, it's very subjective. Same with everything Mm -hmm. in terms of music and emotion. It's very, very individualized. So we'll get there. What is out there? Okay. So I've gotten most of my research today from a recent review of like all of the studies in the area of the chills by uh florian and pierce from 2021 shout out so it's a very recent piece yeah. of research and what they did was they just reviewed all of the literature that they could find on this i mean it was locked down what else what else there to do?
1: <laughs> <laughs> do you know what let's go back through all the research and just let's just do a summary of it i
0: love that yeah so but yeah i really appreciate it so that was very very helpful today so we'll definitely put um reference in our show notes for that Okay, so to answer your question... Okay. Sorry. Um, uh, I'm like, come on. (laughs) I've already forgotten what we're talking about. (laughs) Sorry, I like to build the anticipation.
1: (laughs) Anticipation. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We should always do this after two glasses of Prosecco.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I've got a couple definitions. I'm going to hit you with them. Okay. Right. First of all, Kolsch, who we have heard from before. Kolsch, yeah. Kolsch, 2010. Kolsch, I'm going to quote Kolsch right now, says that the chills are an intense emotional experiences involving sensations such as goosebumps or shivers down the spine. Mm. So what do you think of that? Yeah. Accurate? Yeah. Yeah. Not mad at it. Yep. I agree. Then you've got blood and zator. Mhm. 20 Blood like yeah, blood. As in in blood. Your yeah. As a tour 2001, they've said it's a particularly intense euphoric response to music frequently accompanied by an autonomic or psycho physiological component oh so they've referred to a sense of euphoria that sounds
1: like a much stronger reaction so do you experience euphoria every time you get the chills would you go as far as to say euphoria or you just because euphoria for me sounds like an
0: extreme yeah like level of emotion it is right yeah i don't know I don't know whether This I've is ever... what I
1: bring to the podcast, this nonsense. I ask questions, no, I'm like, question you. No, because
0: this is interesting because I don't know whether I've ever felt
1: euphoria. Okay. I don't know. So the only time I've experienced euphoria is when we talked about it in episode one. Yeah. Not yeah. during episode one, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was euphoric. But when I had Grace, that was the only time, that first three, four days that she was born, that's the only time I've ever experienced euphoria.
0: Yeah. So euphoria, which is definitely an interesting concept mm. in there it's it is kind of like i do get it mm. because when i was listening to my example earlier i was like it takes like you somewhere yeah. it takes you higher yeah. absolutely it's, yeah okay and then the third definition that i've got for you is from panksep 1995 so this is a bit of an older one a spreading goose flesh hair on end feeling that is common on the back of the neck and head and often moves down the spine okay you get a tingly bum
1: <laughs> <laughs> i've ever been like oh it's my bum hole <laughs> so <they're> like, <laughs> that's not how i've had the chill down the spine feeling yeah. yes definitely but normally when i see goosebumps i see them on my arms that's oh, where okay. i'm like yeah. that's where yeah. i when i yeah. think goosebumps that's where i think of. for me
0: it starts behind my right ear oh and spreads over the top of my head okay. and then down my shoulders and onto my arms interesting
1: yeah i only ever think of it as being on my arms mm-hmm. i don't ever think of it as being on my head when they said when you said that i was thinking that's not
0: But maybe that's just not me. Well, that's interesting. Uh, There are people that have said it's on their arms as well. So I think, again, very individualised. It's very subjective. Yeah, so that's what we're looking at in terms of definitions. Do you know what the um, scientific term for goosebumps is? Of course I fucking don't. (laughs) That's why (laughs) I'm here. (laughs) I'm just here to learn and ask you the questions (laughs) because you've done the research. It's a good term. Okay. I'm going to give you a new word. Okay. Ready? (laughs) Pilo-erection. (laughs) <laughs> you said erection. <laughs> yeah, pylo erection. That's like your hair follicle standing on end. It's oh, good. Oh, that's a good word. Mm-hmm.
1: Love a bit Pilo-erection. of pylo erection. <laughs> oh, like next time you hear a song, i oh, got the pylo- Like oh, I'm erect everywhere, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a pylo erection going on. <laughs> Interesting.
0: Word of the day, then. Love that. Yeah. Okay, so um, most people consider. This feeling to be pleasurable. Okay. Have you ever had? Um, have
1: you ever had goosebumps? But when you're really stressed, when you're really worried about things, uh, yeah. or when something like really, like very instantaneous, traumatic yes. something going on. Yes. Because, and it's horrible. Yeah. So that's when you said euphoria. I was thinking, but I've experienced it where something awful has happened, and it's given me chills, and yeah. I got goosebumps. Then. Yeah. So I do not. I don't associate it with euphoria. I associate it with it's a reaction my body is doing it's mm. on high alert almost like something has happened yeah
0: so it but. to you just signifies whoa something big yeah <laughs> shit not necessarily something good yeah yeah that's interesting i have as well i hate that feeling yeah. it's horrible it's really bad when yeah. it's a bad thing it's like when it's like if you just get some really sickening news mm. yep or you realize something that you've done that's really stupid and you're like oh my god yep. like yeah and th- there have been studies where people have found that People do have the chills in response to like unpleasant sounds. Yep. But because oh. Yeah. Okay. But because music listening is generally considered to be a pleasurable experience, I think that's why the chills are considered pleasurable in that context. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. How common are they? Most people have them. Okay. In the review that I read, they summarized a load of literature and it looks like between sort of eighty to ninety percent of people have experience with the chills. That's a pretty high number. Yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, um, there are only a few studies that have found that very low percentages of people uh, don't have the chills, and there are some medical reasons why people don't have them. Like if if people have like a brain lesion or something like that in a certain area of the brain, oh. it stops them from getting the chills. That's interesting. Yeah, I didn't look into that too deeply, though. <laughs> <But> just yeah, <laughs> or are not asking any more questions about that. Then read the review. No further questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And also Bannister 2020 said that most experiences with the chills happen during solo listening. I can believe that. Yeah. I find it happens most of them on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about it. I think so as well. I'm
1: not sure why. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe when you're completely alone, it's just you and the music. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why you experience it more fully. Yeah. You get into it a little bit more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. you, You have no inhibitions. Yes. That would make sense. Yeah. Cool. I was going to ask you a question. So if you've got a song that gives you the chills, does it give you the chills every time you listen to it? No. Okay, so tell me about that then. When does it and when doesn't it?
1: I don't know, actually. So I'm just thinking of, so the two songs we talked about during my week, they both gave me the chills the first time I heard them, but they don't necessarily every time. Mm -hmm. And there's no, I don't think there's any real reason. Yeah. I don't know. So do you feel like it's worn off? Yeah, I feel like I get chills
0: the majority of the time the first time I hear something. Okay. Yeah. So that's interesting because there's there's some research out there as to whether or not this is something that is observed among groups of people. Okay. So there's quite a bit of evidence out there to suggest that the chills doesn't diminish upon repeated listening. Oh, okay. That it stays there, which I was a bit surprised about actually because I feel like... It's, I, it takes us back to the
1: expectancy theory for me, yeah. where, I'm ex- where I'm I'm not expecting something, it take, gives me more of a reaction.
0: Yeah, okay. So it, you think that if you are anticipating to have the chills, or you are expecting it, or you're more familiar with the music. they less likely to get them. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's interesting. So there is some evidence to support that as well. Um, a researcher called Gru et al.
1: Um, Shout out.
0: 2007 found evidence that listening to the same piece of music every day over the course of the week did reduce the frequency of the chills but only in one participant oh so yeah so it 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 has been found but it's quite uncommon interesting for that to happen and sloboda 1991 found that the chills actually increased with repeated listening oh over a long period of time so there's obviously conflicting evidence there Yeah. Which, again, just speaks to how individualised this is.
1: My subjective experience is that it depends on what mood I'm in. Okay. It depends where I'm at. Yeah, well, I I
0: think I messaged you in the week, didn't I, saying I was listening to some songs that I thought would give me the chills and it wasn't working. Yeah. And I didn't know whether it was because I was just... You're psychologically
1: re- blocking them because you're, you're thinking about yeah, it Yeah, like,
0: like I'm overthinking it or I'm anticipating it too much or whether I was just really overstimulated from the mm-hmm. day yeah. that I just, my nervous system had nothing <laughs> left to give. <laughs> like, you have got nothing. Yeah.
1: You're breathing, that's it. <laughs> no chills
0: for you. <laughs> no euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, but then when I've listened to the same songs again today, they have given me the chills. Right, what else you got?
1: So what's happening in our brains...
0: When they happen? Well, neurology isn't really my area, but... So I'm not going to go like into huge detail here and, and tell you about the basal ganglia and all of those kind of crazy, <laughs> amazing names in the brain that we have. Uh, but I have got a couple of key things that I wanted to summarise.
1: Okay.
0: The chills involve the same brain structures that are associated with emotion, reward, pleasure, reinforcement... Oh. Motivation, arousal, and motor processes. So there's a lot going on. There is a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when somebody's experiencing the chills and they're in a big scanner, um, their brain displays activation patterns consistent with the reward experienced in response to food, sex, and drugs. Banging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm on board. So it's kind of like a very intensely pleasurable.
1: Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure,
0: pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That pilo erection It's like... This is our naughty episode. (laughs) It is, isn't it, really? Yeah. And also Sax, who we've heard from as well before, from 2020, said that, um, and now this is the bit that I kind of latched onto a little bit, people who experience chills frequently may have an increased ability to feel intense emotion because... I can believe. Yeah, because they actually have... A different brain like your brain is structured slightly differently to okay. other people in that there's a higher volume of fibers that connect your auditory cortex mm. to the areas associated with emotion processing the actual physiology of your brain could be different yep. okay so i can believe that if you if you get chills a lot you could have a special brain like me i've got a special brain too <laughs> everyone's just, got a special brain just in different ways i love this okay um yeah so you know you could have a freakish brain it's like it's like a superpower i love that i love that for you thanks <laughs> finally
1: a diagnosis <laughs> <laughs> you can start collecting them like me <laughs> okay that's fascinating yeah so does everyone experience
0: them the same no Next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got, I've, got more, I've got more info. Um, so there are individual differences in gender. Okay. Oh, in gender. Yeah. Interesting. In gender. And just for the purposes of this, the only genders that were considered during this um, experiment were male and female. So. We believe in a lot more genders, just saying. Carry on. Yes. <laughs> um, so in 1995, uh, PANCSEP found that in a series of experiments women find sad music more likely to cause chills than happy music okay, and vice versa for men. So men found that happy music was more likely to evoke chills. So it was kind of like they were, you know, opposites.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Do you think that, sad, does sad music invoke more chills than you
0: or happy music? Sad. Yeah. hundred percent sad for me too. Yeah. Interesting. So we agree so we are, yeah, we're back in this. Okay. Yeah. There's also some research around personality. Okay. So, you know, last week how we said that if you like sad music, you're more likely to be neurotic. Yep. And all that kind of good stuff. And that's us. Yep. Yeah. Well, this week we've got some good, some positive things about our personality to report. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> <laughs> be good to hear something good. Yep. So, the most documented personality trait to correlate with the experience of the chills is one called Openness to Experience. Okay. Which is one of the big five personality traits. Have you ever heard of the big five personality test? I think I've done one of yeah, them. It comes uh,
1: back with like numbers and letters and tells you. Uh, no, that's that the
0: Myers-Briggs. That might be the one I think um, But um, so there's, there's this personality test out there called the Big Five Personality Test and it so, sort of assesses you in five key areas of personality. Okay, so um,
1: let's do it before next week.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you if you'd done it. I've done it before and it was very so. revealing. <laughs> 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 um, but the, the five areas are agreeableness, openness to experience, neuroticism, conscientiousness and extroversion. Oh, So those are the areas that they they sort of rate you in and build your personality profile based on that. Personality psychology is, I think, a really interesting area of of psychology. But it's also one that's kind of a bit controversial in some ways because it's a little bit reductive. Like you're reducing a person down to the results of a quiz. And also, again, it's based on self-report because Mm -hmm. people are are answering these questions based on what they think about themselves. So it might not be true. That's interesting. Yeah. Maybe we
1: should do it for ourselves and then do it for what we think of each other. And okay. see what the, how they come Ooh, out. That would be interesting. Yeah. We should do
0: that. That's an experiment. That would be, yeah. I like that. I love an experiment. Yeah. We'll do an experiment for next week and update you guys. <laughs> yes. So to go back to the chills, it's been found that the only personality trait from the big five that correlates with experiencing the chills is openness to experience. So people who are more open to experience mm-hmm. are more likely to experience chills. When they're listening to music. Do you think you're open to experience? I think I'm fairly open to experience. I usually score highly for openness to experience, but also really highly for neuroticism.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think I might do. I think
0: I'm in like the top eight percentile or something when I did one before. So craziness. I would never think that you're crazy, though.
1: I think you're more level than me, which really worries me. I feel like you're my um, but, you're my balance.
0: But this is the thing about personality tests. I think when I took that, I was more neurotic than I am now. You're having a day, and this is it. Like it, you change, absolutely. everyone changes day you're to constantly day. constantly
1: changes exactly.
0: So this is why it's a little bit of a dodgy area, I guess. There's also uh, so Lineman et al. 2018 found that the experience of the chills is linked with the music empathizing cognitive scale which is linked with a greater focus on emotional content. Do you remember last week when we were talking about sad music yeah. and people who like sad music yeah. are more likely to be musical empathizers. Yes. So that kind of backs that up. Mm-hmm. We've already said we feel like we're musical empathizers. We are. Yep. Definitely. Um so we're more likely to experience the chills. We have uncovered that we are neurotic. <laughs> <laughs> we're musical <laughs> empathizers and we're open to experience. I'm not mad about it.
1: I'm not upset with that. I Mm -hmm. think that's a fairly well-rounded... Sounds like us all over, doesn't it?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, what in music triggers them to happen? It's different from everybody, uh, but there have been some things that have been sort of proven to commonly trigger them in people. And there's a couple of categories. There's musical triggers, so things that actually happen in the music... So a big one there is a sudden increase in volume. Yeah. Which we also call a crescendo. Um, Beautifully said. Thank you. So that's the musical word for getting louder, gradually getting louder. Build-ups. So it doesn't necessarily have to be in volume, but in texture and intensity. The song is building up, which we get a lot in like EDM and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. What does EDM stand for? Electronic dance
1: music. Okay. There you You've mentioned it You mentioned it last week, and I meant to ask you at the time, because I thought it was that,
0: but I was like, I just want to clarify yeah. for the Planet listeners. Dance music. Yeah, thanks. Um, and then also, we're going to use the word climax quite a lot now. Climax and erections. Yeah. This, what a week. This is an exciting <laughs> week, isn't it? So, yeah, so climaxes in the music. Okay. Musical climax. No other kind of climax, thank you. Not here, not on that sofa. <laughs> so... That's kind of one of the biggest things. Sudden increases in volume, buildups, crescendos, that kind of thing, which makes sense, right? Yeah, that's logical. Yeah. Yep. And then going back to Sloboda from 1991, Sloboda's got a whole list of things that elicit uh, the chills. Okay. So first of all, new or unexpected harmonies Okay. in the yep. song. So like the chord changes are a bit weird or there's some strange notes added in into the chords. Sudden textual changes. So, for instance, like, new instruments being added or suddenly everything becomes a lot busier. Um, Enharmonic harmonic changes, so, like, a key change. Okay. So, you know, like, Westlife. You know the band Westlife, remember yeah. them? Yeah. M- remember when they used to stand up off their stools? Yes. Yeah. You found your special... I don't know where it's. I'm thinking I was like, no, You're with them. That's the one. So, they would have, like, a key change in every song. They would. And you always know when it's there going. was a key change because they would stand up... Of the little Argos stools. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's not mad about it. <laughs> yeah. So, Sloboda also found that some specific melodic or harmonic sequences also will trigger the chills and uh, also prominent musical events arriving earlier than expected. Oh. So, if you're expecting something in music mm. based on your schemas of yep. music and it happens earlier than you were expecting it, you get chills. Okay. That's what Sloboda says. Also, textual changes, so the introduction of new instruments and certain rhythmic properties. Although um, the studies that were reviewed, that they weren't quite sure what the rhythmic changes were, but some rhythmic changes can cause the chills as well.
1: Very on the fence yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> something place. does something. People reacted. Boom.
0: Yeah. So also, Neck from 2013 said that virtuosity can be a trigger of the chills. Oh. So, when you hear somebody doing something really impressive, you get the chills from it. Has that ever happened to you? Have you ever heard or seen anyone do something really impressive and you've got the chills? I'm thinking of the James
1: Blake song when he kind of, his voice does the breaking thing. Yeah. And it's really powerful. Yeah.
0: And then that. Yeah. So, yeah, does that count? Yeah, definitely. Do you want to hear an embarrassing one that gives me chills? Always. (laughs) I live for it. (laughs) Nothing to do with music. Okay. Well,. There is music playing at the time, but have you watched have you watched the Netflix series called Cheer? Where it's focused on the cheerleading team in America. No. Oh, it's really good. Okay. You should watch it. But essentially when I see the cheerleaders doing their final routine, it and you? it's so impressive, it gives me chills mm. and it kind of makes me tear up. Oh, I get really emotional about things
1: that I have no personal relation to. I'll be watching it and I'll be like,
0: oh my God, but they saved that dog. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like, it's not sad. It's just, it's very moving because they're all just kind of... They've put so much effort
1: into it. Yes, I always feel that. And they're all uh, working
0: together and they really want it. And and it's so good. Like what they're doing is so impressive. And so I'm totally totally on board with that one. Yeah. Like I think that makes a lot of sense. When you hear something that's like, woo, and it gives you chills. I'm going to give them some points. I like that. Yeah. yeah. And then there are a few emotional triggers as well. So, those are the musical triggers. The emotional triggers, um, so the chills can also arise from the perception of emotions expressed in the music. Yep. So, if you perceive a song to be expressing a certain emotion, yep. that can give you the chills. Like the
1: voices cracking in yeah. The
0: songs. Yep. Yeah. What has also been found is that greater perceived emotionality whether it's either positive emotion or negative emotion is is associated with getting the chills okay so both positive and negative emotions just more emotion essentially it yeah. doesn't necessarily matter which direction it's going in um just more emotion <laughs> just is... all the directions all yeah. the time <laughs> <laughs> everything <laughs> everywhere all at once yes yeah. which is a great film <laughs> watch that film so the chills have also been found to be associated with the perception of meaning in music so okay. if you think that the song is more meaningful More likely to um, have the chills. And musical expectation. Back to Maya. We love him. We do. But although I did hear someone say this week that it's Maya. Oh. So I'm sorry about that, Maya. I mean, Maya. (laughs) (laughs) That if we've been saying your name wrong. Maya. Maya, yeah. So musical expectation has often been posited as a cause of the chills. Okay. So when you... I don't, I'm not sure whether it's when you have an expectation that's met or whether you have an expectation that's not, not met, but in a nice way. Mm. It might be both. So those are some of the well-known causes. Like I say, it's quite well researched. And actually, looking at our examples that we've given for this week that we're going to talk about now, I think that that theory is pretty bang on. Okay. Cool. Let's, let's dissect them. Let's dissect them. Yeah. Audiotopsy, baby. It's the name of the game. <laughs>
1: That's what I'm here for. <laughs> yes. So, Lauren, what song gives you the chills?
0: Well, all of them, <laughs> but... <laughs> Every single one. <laughs> but the one that I have selected is a Rufus Wainwright song hmm. called Nobody's Off the Hook. Got into Rufus Wainwright and I can't really remember why, but I did. When did you first hear it? I don't know, like probably around about 2012 okay maybe a bit before
1: okay so a good few years ago but yeah
0: but it's been a it's been around for quite a while and i i saw him live oh in 20 oh god i don't know <laughs> did you hear this song live I, no no i didn't because i think i would have just died <laughs> um on the spot <laughs> it means that much it's just so like ugh. It's just, ugh. <laughs> it's just, ugh, you know? <laughs> it, it, honestly, it's like this gorgeous song that's for vocal, piano and strings. Mm. And it's just wonderful. Okay. Well, should we play a bit of it then? Yeah. That's okay, you ain't no crook, cause nobody's off the hook. So what whereabouts really gets you? So there's a couple of little bits in the, in the first verse when the strings first come in. Mm. But the bit that gets me every time without fail after however many years of listening to this song is the bridge. Okay. Yeah. Because it's just this completely like new section mm. of the song. And it's just, there is the biggest climax Oh, I love a climax. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we'll play a little bit of that.
1: Take that heart and bring you to
0: your knees. I listened to this today mm. and not only did it give me the chills all over my right side. Okay. Um I also shed a single tear. Aw, beautiful. <laughs> just one. Just one. Yeah, just the one. Because it's just so moving, Okay. I find, that bit. Gorgeous. Yeah, it's ridiculously gorgeous. I love it. Um, I don't have any personal associations with it at all, other than the fact I like you it. You just love it. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know what it's about, lyrically. No. I don't know. But it's always, we every time we've talked about it, it's more about...
1: As we've said, the lyrics are secondary for you. Yeah. It's the music that's really primary to how to to impact you.
0: Yeah. And I think the bit that gets me is probably the most relatable lyric in the song. Um, it goes, and life will take that little heart and bring you to your knees, threatening to break it for the final time, and you'll believe it. Oh. and That's the lyric. Wow. And it's it's that over this gorgeous, like, rich string arrangement and it the the tempo goes really free there and it just builds this huge climax and it's just like oh yeah. I can see why the, the the areas of my brain that are associated with sex are, are involved to yeah. be honest because it is just really like wow it sounds like it has so many layers to it that it's very stimulating yeah it yeah. does and it's kind of It's got some unexpected harmonies in there and all that kind of stuff. So I I think that this one, like thinking back to all of those things that uh, various researchers have said that usually elicit chills, Mm. this one pretty much ticks all the boxes. Yeah, sounds like it, definitely. So there's a sudden increase in volume. Mm -hmm. There's this kind of like crescendo that happens uh, throughout this section. It's a big build up to this kind of final moment there are these new and unexpected harmonies there's some chromaticism in there uh, that you're not necessarily expecting uh, it's it's a textual change as well because suddenly the strings get really really busy mm. quite frantic whereas they've been sort of quite chill legato up until that point and suddenly it sort of goes crazy and you've got all these trills and stuff going on and there's also rhythmic changes because the time becomes really free so that pulse has just kind of gone until we get and get to this um get to this climax it essentially is is ticking all the boxes in terms of the musical things that trigger chills yeah Um, But I think as well, because I relate more to the lyrics in that bit, because I I genuinely don't know what the rest of the song is about. And I haven't researched (laughs) it. I don't even care. And I don't want to (laughs) know. I just love it. Yeah, I don't want to know. It's just like, I don't don't feel like I need to know to like really love the song. But because that lyric there is kind of more relatable and and something that I do understand more. I think the emotional triggers apply as well, because I perceive more meaning in that part. Mm. So it's just this perfect recipe for the chills. Yeah, yeah. And really, I think anybody that listens to it should probably get the chills there. Okay. If you don't, I mean, (laughs) you just need to take a look at yourself. (laughs) Look
1: in the mirror and think about what's wrong
0: with you. Yeah. So I highly recommend going and listening to that song. The whole song. Because it is gorgeous. Yeah, and you do need to listen to the whole thing. Okay, so do you want to tell me about the song that you chose? So I chose a song
1: by someone called Jessia. It's called Next Time.
0: I wasn't gonna say this, but it seems to be the last thing I hold against you, and I wanna make it past hating every guy who plays guitar.
1: Um, I just really love it. It's really, for me, really relatable. It's really sad. Um, it's obviously about really intense heartbreak, and it like the vocals it just increases and as you said there's some points where she's just speaking and then some points where she is belting it out like and i just think it's beautiful and for me i get chills where she's really belting out so after the second chorus there's after vocal- the second chorus yeah so the vocals get louder there's there's a choir in the background that's okay of, and their vocals get louder and like the everything gets louder and i think yeah. that's probably it and that's what gives me the chills but
0: you don't do that shit if you-
1: So, again, it it makes perfect physiological sense
0: why it does. because it's that increase in dynamic and it's a build. Um, Yeah, so that absolutely makes sense as well. I think it's really interesting, but maybe not necessarily that surprising Mm. that we are both having the chills at the same section of the song. Yes. Which is the bridge. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, actually, if you think about it, it kind of is perfectly explained by the literature. Mm-hmm. Because all the literature points to the idea that most people will have chills at a, a section of great change mm-hmm. in the song. A sudden change in instrumentation, in texture, in harmony, etc. And the bridge section of a song in pop music is the section where you get the new material. Yeah, yeah, where it you, mixes it up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you usually get a new chord progression there. So that makes sense what have we learned we've learned that our two songs sound the same yeah they that have similarities it. yeah that asked our two songs do have similarities in that respect which is really interesting because i don't think you necessarily would think that on the face of it no and we didn't pick it based on that it just happens to have happened yeah exactly so it's probably the same for a lot of other songs as well mm-hmm. Um that the bridge section is the most chill inducing section of the song we should do a research project on it oh I like that. Let's do that. Let's on. do it. Let's quit our jobs and become music psychologists full-time. I mean, time. sold. <laughs> Done.
1: <laughs> okay, so thinking about this song that I've chosen this week, it reminds me, in some ways, of the songs I chose when we did my episode, the Hozier and the James Blake song, where it was fairly simple in terms of the musical structure of the song but it was very much about the powerful um vocals that increased
0: in volume and that was the powerful part of it right yeah so like due to the sort of stripped back musical accompaniment there was this huge focus on the vocal delivery and also the lyrics and i read in this review that using the full range of the voice mm. is another thing that triggers the chills. Yeah. And also I think that Absolutely. links into the virtuosity thing mm-hmm. where it's like she's really like using her voice mm. and it's impressive. So maybe part of it comes from that as well. Yeah, I can believe that. For my personal experience of songs yeah. and for what we've already reviewed and talked about and this
1: one, that's what, yeah, yeah that's what I'm learning about myself is that that's how I react to things.
0: Yeah. And though react to those things in particular. Yeah. Absolutely. It's all about the lyrics and the vocal for you. Yeah, and like the instrumentation is kind of in all the songs that you've chosen so far, quite minimal mm. and stripped back. And there's just a real focus on the vocal line and the and the lyrics there. So I think maybe for you, the emotional triggers might be a little bit more... Of the pull. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Because you've got things like how you perceive the emotion. So if you're, like we say, you're quite an a musical empathizer, mm, so, absolutely. so you're listening to that and you're really you're perceiving this emotion mm. and, and feeling it and empathising with it that might be more of a big factor for you than the musical elements of it definitely which makes a lot of sense so we're different in that respect I think because mine the the chills for me definitely came from more what's contained within the music whereas mm. yours I think come more from what's contained within like the meaning yep. of the song and mm-hmm. the perceived emotion. So I'm an, I'm an absolutist and you're a cognitivist. Yeah. And we found that every week yeah. in everything we've talked about. And I think that's really interesting is that
1: we, that we do that so differently because it means we have different sides of the argument. Yeah. And I
0: love that. Yeah. So when you get the chills when you listen to this song, is it, because it's a sad song, yeah. is, it a, is it a good experience?
1: It's a sad experience. I tend to get the chills. I tend to get quite tearful as well listening to it, especially when it's in that build and she's. Mm -hmm. She's almost like, screaming and it's the lyrics are really sad. I don't think it's a bad thing. Yeah. I think it's a thing. <laughs> I yeah. think it's been on the fence. Here. Um, <laughs> I think that it's a whole physiological reaction. So I obviously get the chills, but I also think it makes people sad. But I think that, that I go looking for that to get an emotional release yeah. out sort of it. But that's not that's not a negative emotion, that's mm-hmm. a positive emotion because it's like because you get dopamine from crying. Yeah. You get endorphins, yeah. is it endorphins or dopamine? You get endorphins
0: from both. crying.
1: Um and I've learned that. So I've learned that, do you know what? If I'm feeling it, go feel it. Yeah. Feel it out. Be really sad about it. Scream the lyrics. Yeah. Get to work, park your car, wipe your face and go in
0: and yeah. smash it. Absolutely. The um, So the chills is, it's funny that you bring up uh, dopamine because with obviously all the brain systems that are involved in getting the chills, like reward and stuff mm. like that, that involves dopamine. Yep. So when we get the chills, we get a hit of dopamine as okay. well. So that's going to make us want to go back and Re-listen and Hit me. try and find that. Yeah. try and chase that dragon. Chase the high. <laughs> is it dragon? Ch- yeah, chase Ch- the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's, it's either a monkey or a dragon. What's <laughs> is it that you're looking around for? I'm like, is it in the
1: room, Lauren? <laughs> like, what does it look like? What's it wearing? <laughs> <laughs>
0: is it a top hat? Is it a bear? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, back episode um, one.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I think I think we've covered it. Yeah. Once again, the um the theory that's there is. Really helpful Absolutely. in explaining our experiences, yep. and I want to again shout out Florian and Pierce twenty twenty one for your lockdown antics. Thank you <laughs> for analysing all of the literature in this area because that's been very helpful. And yeah, we have once again been outed <laughs> <laughs> as nut jobs. Yay! Yay. Nut this jobs
1: is, with special brains. This is all going to be part of our psych evaluation one day. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the evidence was there. <laughs> so one of the things that we also did on this topic is we opened it out to you guys on our instagram and asked you what songs give you the chills yep and we had quite a lot of responses so thank you if you got so much yeah we really appreciate that i actually went through and listened to the vast majority of those to see whether or not they gave me chills okay and And what was the conclusion so six out of ten gave me the chills okay were you expecting that kind of... Well, some of them were quite unexpected, actually. Okay. I was expecting to get the chills from some of them. Like, there were a couple of um, Massive Attack suggestions. Mm. And, you know, Massive Attack are just fantastic. So yes. I was expecting to get chills. I love Massive Attack. But um, Angel gave me the chills, but Teardrop didn't. Okay. And I don't know whether that's because I've just listened to Teardrop a lot. Mm. And I, and it's... Got, like, an immunity to yeah, it. Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. Also, had the same with um, Fix You by Coldplay. Great song. It is a great song, mm-hmm. but it didn't, didn't do it for me. It didn't do chills. Mm-hmm. It did because they've got this really cool panning effect on it where it's being passed from ear to ear. Yes. That gave me like a brain massage. It was okay. great, <laughs> but it didn't give me the chills. Mm. Um, the one that really got me was Katie Finch, our friend Katie. She suggested Sound of Silence by Disturbed.
1: Okay. Um, Which
0: Sound of Silence is obviously Simon and Garfunkel. And then a few years ago, there was a disturbed cover of it. Um, And I really wasn't expecting that to get me, but my God. Really? Yeah. Okay. It really got me. And I've heard it before. Mm. I don't think I've ever properly listened to it before, but I have heard bits of it, but yeah. put a bit in here. Silence like a Um, but yeah, most of them, most of them did. So what, what I think would be really nice would be if we put together a little playlist yep. of all the suggestions that everybody gave. So if you want to get the chills, go there, listen to that playlist. And we'll, we'll add ours as well, yeah. Yeah, and we'll share the link um, on socials and we'll put it in the show notes as well. Fab. Yeah. So thanks everybody.
1: Thanks so much for listening to episode four and we hope you enjoyed finding out a bit about why your favorite
0: songs give you the chills next week we're looking at the psychology of the drop and explaining why we love breakdowns build-ups and drops in electronic dance music
1: as usual please get in touch if you'd like to come talk about your experiences with the music and emotion
0: yep we're on instagram at the Audiotopsy podcast and we love it when you get involved so please give us a follow so we'll see you next time thank you bye love you bye Audiotopsy is researched, written, presented and edited by Lauren Ross and Kelly Hunter in association with DeNovo Records.
1: Our theme song is written and produced by David Ross at DeNovo Records and features the
0: voice talents of Grace Hunter. Please see our show notes for a full list of our references. <laughs>